Welcome you to Extravaganza, something incredible that's about to take place. World renowned. Monday, everybody. It is Mano Amano Live. It is Maestro. It is Kenny T. And it's Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So you know that means one thing. ATP's in the house. Big ass Monday night for all of you. Let's get it going, Kenny. Uh, let me know what your thoughts were on Saturday night. We didn't get Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, but we got some of the juggernauts. So, uh, did you enjoy the juggernaut? Yes or no? Uh, definitely an enjoyable fight. I oh, thought I thought his costume and walk-in entrance was stupid as fuck, but I ain't gonna hate because that's not a boxing match. His helmet shit, that shit was ridiculous. He the took a pay. The, the, yeah, the the, the 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 helmet from the juggernaut. The, the shit was just crazy. He looked, he looked like uh, uh, he was taking a, a page from Deontay Wilder's book, but he ain't make no costume excuses. <laughs> uh, but now nah, he looked good out there, bro. Uh, definitely stopped him earlier than Joshua did, as he should have, right? The guy is getting older. The guy has been, had a couple of knockouts since the Joshua fight or been knocked out a few times since the Joshua fight. It makes sense for him to finish him earlier, right? Um, besides that, his punches, you know, I, I was saying earlier, his punches, he got to stop this little, uh, what you would call it, this little T-Rex punch he be doing with he be looking real funny. His little T-Rex jabs. He needs to start getting his full extension in on there because fighting bigger opposition, i.e. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, those little T-Rex arms and T-Rex punches aren't going to reach there the way they're supposed to land, you know. But uh, Takam had his moments. Takam kept on landing that big right hand and the left hand here and there, and he was hitting the body too. Takam was looking good inside the first four and a half or so rounds. After that, he started getting tired. In the fifth, he started to slow down, throw a lot less punches. And then round six, uh, it started very, very poor from him. That I think it was a left hand that landed, a little left hook, which didn't even look like there was that much power in that left hook. But it landed right on the button, right, right, right on the chin. The man stumbled back, and it was a wrap after that. You know, there's a lot of controversy that's going around saying that uh, it was an early stoppage and the fight shouldn't have been stopped. I just saw the fight twice over before the show, and I counted the amount of punches that the juggernaut with his ugly-ass costume threw. And it was 34 total punches that he threw, and Takam had not thrown a single punch in that entire time. And out of those 37 punches, I would say 18 to 20 or so punches landed. So if you ask me, that's a hell of a fucking stoppage. If one fighter's not throwing back punches, the, the referee's not just going to sit there and let him get killed. At the end of the day, the referee saved his life and, and saved him to fight another day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, look, if you don't throw punches back, you don't really have much to complain about. I mean, Takam at the end of the fight, he got stopped, and then he pushes the referee out of the way. It's like, dog, where was that energy when Joe Joyce was wailing away on you with, with like, powerful shots? I thought Takam was doing very well early on in the fight. I felt that he was doing a good job of landing that right hand over the top. I thought he was landing hooks. I thought he was putting in very good work to the body. And we had seen Joe Joyce get hurt to the body in the past, right, and by Brian Jennings. And I was like, look, if you're ever going to wear down the juggernaut, the body's probably the approach to take, right? Get at the body, put in those hooks, put in that work, and try to do the good thing. But – you know, it didn't really have an effect. It seems like the Juggernaut is literally like the Juggernaut out of the X-Men series, you know, Marvel Universe, because the cardio is ridiculous. The chin is insane. He's slow as fuck with the hands, but he's super powerful and super effective. I heard somebody earlier today say that you don't swing uh, a hammer necessarily or, you know, uh, or a steel hammer, sledgehammer fast. You swing it with power. And that's kind of how Joe Joyce does throw his punches powerfully. And the jab that he put puts down on people really does a good job at, at 
you know, wearing them down, busting them up. And look, you said it yourself. It was like 18 to 20 power shots that went unanswered. And at that point, you got no way but to stop the fight if you're Steve Gray, the referee. And I actually felt that the stoppage against uh, AJ was a bit more fugazi than this one. I thought that 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 one was a little bit more questionable, especially because the guy was more handsy and involved during the fight. But they were both stoppages at the end of the day. And Takam hopefully moves on to fight another day. I just want to salute everybody who's joined us already out of the chat. JC, Ignorant Boxing, Rum PMC, Nando, Jamas, Major Key Boxing, salute to you. Ignorant Boxing, thank you for checking me out on uh, the TBB, on the Boxing Voice. We also got the Sergeant in there, D-Style Boxing, El Capitan, the quarterback of HCP, Saint-9. G-Funky Boxing is up in here. Big Dog Willie, yeah, bro. Like I love that mob beat deep, for sure. That Shook Ones is one of the best uh, that I've ever heard. Uh, Thomas Jones, thank you so much. My brother, Ringside Reporter, a.k.a. Joe Habib, is with us as well. Jay Langs, Andre Amoto, Ramalan Ahmed is with us. And I got to shout out the one and only Coach Malachi from New Media Today USA Boxing. Thank you for being with us as well. So, yeah, look, uh, Amoto says it right here. The jab is lethal. Takam's face was swelling up. It didn't look like it at first. You know, they're lathering him down with that Vaseline. I was kind of looking like John Cena there. That wasn't on purpose. (laughs) They're lathering him down with the Vaseline, you know, uh, shining his bald head up. But, yeah, he did start to bust up. And it did seem like he really did get fatigued at the end of that fifth round going into the sixth. And then, like you said, Kenny, Joe Joyce had him doing that stanky leg dance uh, back to the back rope. And at that point, once Joe Joyce gets you in that position, it's nonstop juggernaut. Nonstop. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, so here's the thing. Where does the juggernaut go from here? Because they're talking about Derek Chisora. He was there at the fight, right? Derek Chisora apparently has come out. I saw a report like right before the show uh, released maybe like 10 minutes ago saying that uh, Chisora wants to fight a rematch with Joe Parker. So that probably won't happen. The thing is, you got AJ versus Usyk, right? Uh, Those two are tied up because if AJ loses... Right. Uh, He gets a rematch with Usyk. Right. If AJ wins, well, he's probably going to face off against Fury or Wilder. That's a two fight minimum commitment. So you don't want to die on the vine if you're Joe Joyce. You're getting up there in age. You know, you're in your late 30s. It's time to start moving. Right. As a heavyweight. Uh, What what do you think he does here? uh, If well, what would you do if you were Joe Joyce right now, Kenny? Uh, that's a tough one, right? Because um, I feel like the heavyweight division is very limited on the way up. You know, going down, there's so much supply position that he could fight going down. But going up, you know, like you said, uh, Joseph Parker, maybe. Uh, the other dude you just mentioned that fought to come recently, and I think he won by knockout, Chisora. Uh, besides that, where where exactly does he go? There's not much for him to fight. Luis Ortiz, you know? Uh, one of those guys that it would be a step up from Takam, right? Because, like I said, Takam is already uh, getting a little older. He didn't look as in great shape as he was in the Anthony Joshua fight. He looked like he had a lot more weight in his stomach. He had a lot more weight in his arms. You could see it. I I saw a little clip of of the of the Joshua fight as well because you know I knew the comparisons were going to happen between Joshua and Joseph Parker since Joseph Parker stopped him in the sixth, but. It, it's, it definitely was not the same to come in both fights. Not that I'm trying to discredit Joe Joyce's win, but it's just hard to think where you go from it. It has to be a level-up fight if he's thinking about one day getting a shot against the likes of uh, Wilder, Joshua, or Fury. You know, I don't, I don't see where else he would go besides those uh, potentially those three names that I mentioned. Please don't go against, like, Michael Hunter or something. You know, that's not a step-up. That's a lateral move. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it's definitely a lateral move. I would agree with that. And um, yeah, I'm not one of these guys that was dissing Joe Joyce with the costume. I heard people making fun of it. They're obviously not comic book heads like like we are. You know, we 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 like comic books. You know, we we like the super villains. 
Uh, the Juggernaut is one of the great supervillains out of the comic book world. And I, I thought that the, the, the hat and, and the suit was like fitting with the man's style, you know? He's a guy that is difficult to break down. It's difficult to hurt. And I think he's live against anybody in the heavyweight division. I got to agree, though, with uh, my man, Coach Malachi. Uh, he says, all jokes aside, why not see if Joe Joyce can get a fight with Trevor Bryan? Plus, he has a belt as well. Yeah, get that secondary WBA title. Why don't you come over here to the United States, right? Make a splash on this side. Because the UK scene is pretty much done in terms of heavyweights right now. Uh, you got. <laughs> <laughs> I see Dillian White, or, or somebody mentioned Dillian White. That, that's for, not a bad those, one. for those of you listening to us on, on audio, um, I was laughing at something that Kenny put up on the screen uh, where uh, D Style Boxing said that he's an insult to the juggernaut. I'm guessing meaning the comic book character. Well, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I think I think the name fits him, to be honest. So, look, there aren't that many names left in U.K. boxing because he's already gotten rid of Dubois. I don't really see a rematch being in Dubois' interest right now or in Joe Joyce's. That's a lateral movement, which you called earlier, right, Kenny? Uh, you look at David Price, that's a regressive movement. You know what I mean? Nathan Gorman, that's a regressive movement. Uh, there's really nobody out there. David Adelaide, that's a re regressive movement. So you got to go international, I think, right? I think the Tony Yoka rematch is intriguing because Tony Yoka is the guy that beat him at Rio in 2016. That would be an interesting matchup for me. Uh, Tony Yoka is obviously trained by Virgil Hunter and trains out of that stable. I'd like to see that fight. But if he's going to fight a U.S. fighter, yeah. Coach Malachi, I agree with you. Why not put him in the ring with the Trevor Bryant, get that WBA secondary title, because at the end of the day, I don't really see many other people right now uh, for him to face and that would want to risk their O's or their positions in the rankings uh, against the likes of a juggernaut. I don't see really Andy Ruiz taking him on. Uh, Luis Ortiz, I think, is a good fight because I think if Luis Ortiz is going to do anything, he got to do something now in the heavyweight division, being that he's 42 years old and is again right now positioned to kind of die on the vine you know so look those are some names out there it's up to him to kind of make moves him and queensbury and sam jones figure out what the next step is but those are some options for him i just don't want to see the brother die on the vine because uh he's really got to stay active no pal salute to you brother thank you for tuning in h money as well thank you for tuning in fam i see you in the chat no pal suggesting Chris Ariola. That's a good fight. That's a really good fight, actually. I'd love to see that if that can be arranged. So, look, let's get Joe Joyce out here to the United States because there ain't really much going on for him in England right now, especially if Chisora is saying that he don't want it and that he wants to get on and move on towards uh, the likes of uh, Parker rematch. Um, so let's see how that goes. So, Kenny, look, I've been on the Boxing Voice uh, last few days now I, I did i was on there today i was on there saturday for live i was on there pretty much all of last week uh taking on nests and debates and taking on fans of the boxing voice that uh that disagree with some of the things i had to say i said something pretty controversial i guess i don't really think it's that controversial but it was controversial over there i said that i don't think sean porter terrence crawford is a pay-per-view fight I don't really want to pay 80 to $85 for it. You know, uh, I'm actually hoping that this shit goes to purse bid and Eddie Hearn puts in a bid and this shit ends up on the zone so that I don't have to pay for it. You know, I grew up watching Sugar Shane Mosley take on Vernon Forrest on HBO. I grew up watching Zab Judah take on Costa Zoo on Showtime. I watched... Uh, I'll throw out another Vernon Forrest fight. Vernon Forrest take on Ricardo Mayorga twice on HBO. These were big welterweight fights. They were really good fights. They weren't on pay-per-view. Kenny, uh, are you excited about paying 80 to $85 for this fight? Should it be on pay-per-view? Or is this a fight that could take place on a Showtime or, or on another platform that doesn't require an $85 payment from Kenny T Industries? This should be free TV, 
free TV. I repeat, free TV. Uh, there's no way that I think Sean Porter and Bud Crawford is a pay-per-view fight. Errol Spence and Bud Crawford is a pay-per-view fight, not Sean Porter. Sean Porter has three losses to some people that Bud already beat, a.k.a. Kel Brook. That's one loss. You know what I'm saying? So if if uh, Porter, if uh, Bud Crawford and Kel Brook wasn't pay-per-view, why should Sean Porter and, and Bud Crawford be pay-per-view? The only reason why I think people are so hyped for this fight and saying that it should be a pay-per-view is because none of us have seen Bud Crawford tested at 147. Really tested. And Sean Porter potentially presents a real test for Bud Crawford at 147. But no, th again, this should be free TV. There's no way that we should be paying pay-per-view to watch a guy that has gotten whooped three times by three different fighters. And it's more like a so so to speak gatekeeper type of opponent because he could have definitely uh been had four losses if they would have given him that loss versus ugas which they gave him the win for but i thought he lost that fight so let's be honest here let's be serious terence crawford is great the man is great sean porter is good it does not make a pay-per-view fight not in my opinion it's not a 50-50 fight. Um, it's a fight, as you said, with a guy that has three losses, should probably feed four losses on his record. A guy who's lost to the best that the PBC has to offer in Thurman and in Errol Spence Jr. The people that say that, you know, he beat Errol Spence Jr. Look, cannabis is legal right now in New York City. I need some of that good good that you guys are smoking because... I, I don't see it. Like, um, I, I don't know what you guys watch to think that Sean Porter beat Errol Spence, but hey, you know, have at it. I mean, it's a sport that's judged, so there is a level of subjectivity there, but I'm sorry. To me, this fight is a good fight, but it's a bait and switch. For years, the talk has not been Terrence Crawford versus uh, Sean Porter. That's the talk now. That's the, been the talk for the past little while. But the fight everybody's actually wanted to see was Errol Spence Jr. versus Sean Porter. So that's the fight that people have been asking for. Errol Spence versus Sean Porter is a good fight, but it's not the fight the public has been clamoring for. And it damn well ain't a pay-per-view fight. Will I watch it? Yes. I just paid money to watch Joe Joyce uh, take on Carlos Takam. I paid money to watch Andy Ruiz take on Chris Ariola. I paid money for all kinds of fights. But that doesn't mean that I'm happy to pay 80 to $85. You know, I see Joe Habib in the chat. I've told my brother Joe Habib, like, the pay-per-view shit has gone so crazy that I've actually had to start my own LLC. You know what I mean? I've got my own LLC going. It's like... So I can start to write this shit off as business expenses because, you know, I'm, they're talking to Ness this morning on the boxing voice and he's like, oh, well, it's only $80. That's nothing, you know, $800 for the year when you buy all of the pay-per-views. That's a lot of money to most people. You know, I, I earn an above average gym come. I'm not bragging, but I'm a civil servant. I'm in a union. I got a good job. I don't want to pay this shit. So imagine if I'm like median income or le or lower right uh every month having to fork out essentially more than my cell phone bill to watch boxing on television man look we're seeing it in the chat lt i agree 80 dollars is a lot of money for sean porter versus terrence crawford but i'm glad i i got to ask my brother kenny t the question because kenny tells me when i'm wrong kenny tells me when i'm right and in this in this occasion kenny it's sounding like i'm not all that wrong right I completely agree with you. You're not wrong at all. It's just too much money. It's a, not a pay-per-view fight. Give it on free TV. Like I said last last week, the NBA playoffs and championship gets way more viewership than boxing ever will. And it's on free TV. Boxing needs to do the same to get the same viewership. And when you stop this pay-per-view nonsense, this pay-per-view climate that Mayweather has created and that 
Bob Arum wants to uh, have everything on pay-per-view and promote everything. If Bob Arum isn't making money for, from fights, he doesn't want to have them, apparently. You know, uh, the boxing that we grew up watching was, uh, it did have a lot of pay-per-view in it. But yes, it was a boxing where everybody for everybody. Uh, it's not boxing like today where people just want to make big dollars off fight. And if big dollars cannot be made, then they don't want to make the fight, you know. No, uh, Sean Porter is not the type of opponent that deserves to be on a pay-per-view. Uh, like somebody wrote on the chat earlier, Errol Spence said that Sean Porter can't sell a TV dinner, something along those lines. That's funny as hell. But, yeah, man, it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth the money. Us uh, middle class and poor people out here, we, we do not want to pay the $80 for, for a pay-per-view fight. Not even fifty dollars, how somebody suggested with a with a good undercard. Again, it should just be on free TV. Absolutely. So look, I gotta let everybody know the lines are open. If you want to chime in on any of these topics, the number is 718-618-4284. 718-618-4284. We did have some issues on Friday during our special live. Uh, I can explain that at a later date, but uh, we did get cock blocked a little bit by by uh, Google on that one. But it's all been resolved. Google's back on team HCP, back on team Manu Amano. So it's all good, guys. Uh, call us in. Call in. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on the heavyweight division. How do you rank Joyce? Uh, how do you rank the heavyweights that are out there? Are you excited about uh, Porter versus uh Errol, oh, sorry, I'm getting my names mixed up. Are you excited about Porter versus Crawford? Uh, if you are, are you willing to pay probably eighty to eighty-five dollars to watch it, um, or are you more like Kenny and me that are going to begrudgingly figure out a way to 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 get that? Whether you're going to do a fight party or or something else, which is what I'm going to probably have to do uh, to to subsidize this shit. So yeah, let let us know what your thoughts are. Kenny, you wanted to talk about something on Friday. We said we would talk about it today. Uh, you're big into fitness. You're big into health. You're big into weight training. Uh, you're big into strength and conditioning. Uh, those of you who don't know, check out my brother Kenny T on Instagram. Uh, get your health tips from him. You know, you you won't go wrong. Uh, let us know what you think on that one. And um, what I'd like to do, actually, is... Uh, Talk about Pacquiao when we get back after this break. But first, we got a call from area code 754. 754, you're live with Mano a Mano Live. How's it going? Area code 754. 754. All right. I can't hear 754, but I will try to get him in. Kenny, give me your thoughts on Pac-Man while I sort this out. His fitness is looking amazing. The guy has some boulder-like legs. And if we if we all know he needs some strong legs, uh, uh, including upper body, to be able to throw some strong punches. It's not just upper body and back muscles and biceps. Biceps got nothing to do with throwing a hard punch. So, now nah, Pacquiao, his conditioning, he's looking amazing. He got everybody excited and 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 and, and like very gassed. It seems uh, with his little crowds watching him work out and train. It's pretty pretty awesome. I got to say, he's selling the hell out of the fight. I just saw a video of Errol Spence, who always looks very physically cut up and long. Uh, he doesn't look as rock solid as Pacquiao, but it's impossible for him to look as rock solid as Pacquiao because he's much taller than Pacquiao. Pacquiao is compact and powerful for the 147 division. They'll never look the same. But they're both looking very powerful. And I think Errol Spence and his body and his length and his strength are still going to come out on top winning. Uh, I definitely don't don't think it'll – maybe. Who knows? Pacquiao's old. But it's, it's hard to think that it'll be a stoppage since uh, Errol Spence hasn't got a, a big stoppage in his last few fights. All right. Let's check out 754. 754, sorry about that. But we got you live now, brother. How's it going? Or sister. It's fine. Can you hear me? Yep, we good. Yeah, yeah, this coach, man. This is our coach Malachi Williams, man. Oh, we're Coach Malachi. I'm good, fam. How are you doing? What are your thoughts, bro? Uh, thoughts on which one you want to talk about? Uh, uh, is it the, um, Crawford and um, yeah? Let's talk uh, about Porter, let, let's talk about Crawford Porter. Let's talk about Joyce. Whatever you want to talk about, bro. 
All right, listen. Um, this is my take on it, right? Um, I, I get exactly what you're saying as it relates to Crawford and Porter uh, should be free TV, especially for the simple fact that, you know, uh, even Aaron Smith said that Sean Porter couldn't, couldn't sell out. He, I mean, he couldn't sell a fish to the ocean. You see what I'm saying? So, um, and people say that, know that, hey, Terrence Crawford hasn't done well with pay-per-view numbers as well. That's fact. So, and, and I'm a Crawford guy, you know that, but that is fact. He hasn't been able to sell uh, for whatever reason he has it, promotion or whatever. But um, I would love to see that fight on the zone. I would love for it to go to a purse bid. I do pay for the zone. I think we get more bang for the buck. I do see now that um, pay-per-view is kind of like played out. You can't be overpriced in this fight. Um, Crawford and Porter is not worth $80. So let's be real. It's not worth $80. But we're still going to get a damn good fight. So that's what I think as it relates to that. Of course, you know, I feel like that if, you know, if I'm um, not trying to ramble on, if, if Sean Porter fights Crawford the way he fought uh, Spence, I think he gets stopped. And this is my opinion. Of course, we won't know until the actual fight. Now, as it relates to Joe Joyce, the heavyweight division, bro, I know, I know you guys think I'd be tripping about the Trevor Bryant stuff, but he has the WBA regular championship title, right? Irregardless of what, Tank is collecting him. Why not set up a fight with uh, Trevor Bryant? Bryant is a little quicker than Joe Joyce from a um, speed standpoint with the jab. But, bro, if he can beat him, he can come back and say, hey, man, I, I'm, the, I'm the WBA uh, regular uh, uh, um, heavyweight champion. I am a champion. Maybe he can use that as more leverage um, in the WBA from a ranking standpoint. I mean, like you say, he's going to be – AJ's going to be tied up. Um, Wilder's going to be tied up more than likely. And – who knows what Dillian White is going to do, but that's, that's just my take on it. No, I agree with you on pretty much everything you said. Number one, I don't think it should be on pay-per-view. Number two, I hope it does go to poor spit. Number three, I hope Eddie Behern uh, puts in the biggest bag and gets that shit on the zone so that we don't have to pay for it because we already all pay for the zone. Uh, I think I'm at number four, right? Number five, uh, he's getting stopped if he tries to bum rush Terrence Crawford. And if he tries to outbox Terrence Crawford like he did with Ugas, uh, he's getting a unanimous 12-round uh, decision, and it's going to be an easy win for Crawford. And as for Joe Joyce, I actually agree with you. You know, I don't know what Don King's plans are for Trevor Bryant, but why not put him in there against a Joe Joyce uh, and, and, you know, get, get the brother some money? And if you're Joe Joyce, go take on that fight. And up your ranking with the WBA because we saw him with that WBC silver strap, right, uh, on Saturday. He's also a WBO fighter, as we know, uh, next online behind Ugas. Might as well rise up the WBA rankings as well. What are your thoughts, Kenny? Uh, the juggernaut. Whatever gets him closer to a title shot, which would be getting the secondary belt. I agree. Definitely go for that. Regarding Sean Porter and Bud Crawford, uh, Listen, Bud Crawford needs to finish that man faster than Errol Spence did. It went 12 rounds with Errol Spence, Bud Crawford should try to KO him. That's uh, that's one of the best chances they have at making that fight happen, unless we think it's going to scare Errol Spence. But I don't think Errol Spence is scared of anything. Errol Spence will definitely take the fight, as he said. The only other fight he wants after Pacquiao is Terrence Crawford, and if he can't get that, he's going to move up and wait. I hope that fight happens. I hope Bob Barham steps up to the plate with the contract negotiations, and I hope that they're willing to accept uh, uh, a lower percentage cut because it should be 60-40 in the, in the favor of Spence, who has most of the belts, since Bud only has one. My opinion, that's all. All right, there you hey, go. Hey, you go ahead, go ahead, Coach. Hey, can, I, can I ask him a question? Um, yeah. Um, of course. Hey, hey, Kenny, check this out. Let me ask you a quick question. So, um, uh, as it relates to uh, Crawford and, 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 um, and Porter, if... Um, I, I don't think that Porter is not an easy, easy walk in the park for anybody. So I don't want anyone thinking that I'm saying that, uh, you know, uh, Crawford is going to walk through Porter. I don't believe that at all. I just think that from a stylistic standpoint, if Porter fights like he fights 90% of the time, <laughs> you know, I, don't watch, I don't watch a lot of Sean Porter fights, and he pretty much fights the same way. He did try to box Ugas. In my opinion, he lost that fight. In he my did. opinion. But it's just my opinion. Um, I agree. Um, you know, he, he did outbox Danny Garcia, but Danny Garcia is more of a, a flat-footed fighter. You see, that's not the fastest in the world. 
Um, I just think honestly that um, again, it's not going to be a walk in the park for Bud, but I think once he figures him out, if he comes in with the, you know, the the the, the rough house tactics, the way he did with Spence and and um, you know, and uh, and um, uh, Adrian Broner and uh, uh, what's the guy he fought last year? Um, Maestro, um, Formella. Formella. If he if he fights yeah, like he a did. linebacker, he's getting stopped. I mean, <laughs> that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? And if he tries to outbox the brother like he did when he tried to outbox Ugas, he's getting outboxed by the switch-hitting, you know, guy who's just as strong as the southpaw as he is orthodox in Terrence Crawford. That's my opinion. And, 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 and Kenny, as it relates to um, um, the juggernaut, yeah, man, I, I want to I see good things happen for Joe Joy. To me, he's very slow. I'm not going to lie. But I will say this. As the fight goes on, he gets stronger. He gets stronger. So, work behind the jab. Um, he has good footwork now. Uh, he, 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 I, I watched his footwork. I underestimated his footwork. But he does have better footwork than I thought he did. He knows how to cut the ring off and impose his physical presence and will on you, so to speak. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I would love to see Joe Jones get that um, fight Trevor Bryant. Um and just say, hey, man, he's a champion. You know, if he can beat him, that's that's that, that's just my take on it. Absolutely, Coach. Thank you for calling in. Next time we got to get you on here as a panelist. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much, Coach. No Everybody, problem. Coach Malachi Williams got a great show every Sunday to Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on uh, New Media uh, Boxing. Today is the official YouTube channel, right, Coach? Uh, yeah, New Media Today, USA Box. You New Media Today, USA Box. And there you go. Thank you so much, fam. Appreciate the call. Yes, sir. Take care. So, look, uh, yeah, great comments there by the coach. Uh, you know, I, I'm with him on the, on the Porter stuff uh, as it relates to Terrence Crawford. And it leads me into a discussion that I wanted to have with you, Kenny, uh, which is discussion around these names that are thrown around in the sport of boxing. You know, it came up, I was on a ring IQ, and he ruffled a few feathers because he called Danny Garcia a gatekeeper, right? Uh, then uh, two days later, I was on the boxing voice with Lady Chan, and Lady Chan gave her definition of what a gatekeeper is. Uh, we also hear terms like journeyman. We hear terms oftentimes like elite, and we'll get into that next. But first, we got area code 781 on the line. Uh, let's take that call first. Area code 781, you're live with Mano a Mano. That's Maestro and Kenny T. How's it going? It's going great. I just have a bone to pick with Kenny T. Okay. Talk to me. That that juggernaut helmet was the shit. <laughs> I don't know about that. That shit was very large and plastic. The best outfit in boxing history. And guess what? It enhanced his performance. It didn't debilitate it. So there you go, Daddy. <laughs> hey, at least at least he didn't make excuses regarding the weight. I'm all for that. Whatever empowers him, and he did look strong as the rounds went. Whatever empowers him, if that's what he likes, fuck it. I agree. I agree with the coach. I like the Trevor Bryan fight. It's a good fight, right? For the juggernaut. It's a good fight. Right, it's especially if he's going to come out here to the U.S. Who is this, by the way? Sorry, I forgot to ask for your name. This is Joe Habib. I'm on a ghost line, Daddy. Oh, it's Joe Habib. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I didn't. I didn't. I sound I, different on the phone. Yeah, definitely, definitely. When you're live on air, so g give me your thoughts, then, um, Joe, on like where he's ranked right now as a heavyweight. I got him number three ahead of Dillian White in the U.K. And, you know, I think he's ready to take on pretty much anybody right now in the heavyweight. How do you have him, Joe? I think he's legitimately in the top five. Um, you could put him against – you could put him above Dillian White, too, because here's the thing. Dillian White is a great offensive fighter, but he's not the greatest defensive fighter, right? Joe Joyce, I know Kenny T doesn't like the delivery of those punches, but he's very heavy-handed. You heard me talk about this before. He's got lunch boxes for hands. He has that George Foreman heavy-handed thudding-type power. Remember George Foreman would throw a punch, but it would be like a six-inch punch, and it didn't even look like it was hard because he didn't even really torque it that, that much. He didn't have to pull back. He wasn't explosive. 
But even that punch that he knocked uh, Michael Moore out with, it was like a six-inch right hand. Didn't even look hard. But you saw it, you saw him bust up Michael Moore's mouth like it was a freaking grape, right? So Joe Joyce is so dangerous because of that. All those jabs that he was just looked that looked like he was just placing the jab. It didn't look like he was really snapping it out. Those are called like those half jabs. I know Kenny was saying talk, talking about full extension, but when you don't fully extend the jab and you bend the knee and you and you and you snap and you and you push it out and you with you know using bending the knee and leaning in with your shoulder and your front and your front hip, it's more it's more along the lines of a punch. It's not just a range finder. That's that's a that's a power jab when you don't extend it like that. When you extend it all the way, it's it's more of a, a range finder type type jab. And even though you can snap it and catch a guy at the end of it, that is not like a power jab. A power jab is when you don't fully extend it, you throw it like a short right hand, but you're throwing it in the lead position. That's the type of punch that Joe Joyce has with that jab. He is just heavy handed and these punches do not look dynamic but they're causing a lot of damage. You can just look at his opponent's faces and they're all getting busted up. Like Daniel Dubois, you could see how uh, Takam's face was bruising up and you could see, and people are saying, Oh yeah, you know, Takam was fading. <laughs> I think Joe Joyce had something to do with that. You know, uh, I, I think because he's so heavy handed and he doesn't really have to land on a large volume of punches, but just by him touching you, it takes a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of your energy away. So, I think he's 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 just as dangerous as anyone, and um, because he's so durable too, he's going to be a tough out for anybody. I don't think he's an easy out for anybody. He's Not the, even Joshua. He's the juggernaut, man, and he's got the chin and he's got the aerobic capacity. He's like you, Joe. He's putting in that cardio day after day. He, he's, definitely, he's definitely a tough out for anybody. Although Takam did seem to have buzzed him a few a few times in the early round, you saw him he was shaking his head at one point to see if he felt you buzzed think he or not. Him, Kenny, or you think he just do you think he just uh, maybe got his attention because he really didn't back him up until he started going to the body? I, I wouldn't say buzz as in he was going to knock him down, but he definitely definitely felt that. He definitely felt that, and like, like he like. Like he hasn't felt no other punches before. I think Takam probably got the best hits against him, even better than Dubois. Dubois didn't really do much out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I just want to let you know, Kenny. I went on Amazon today and I put that that helmet on order for you, and it's going to be coming to your house pretty soon. So just keep an eye out for it. If, if it arrives, I'll wear it for the show. <laughs> All right, guys. No, before you go, Joe, I got I got to get your you to weigh in on this topic. Is Porter is Porter Crawford a pay per view fight? By sure. regular standards, no. By these standards, yes. Because because judging by the fights we've been getting on pay per view, this is better than the ones we've been getting on pay per view. This is true. But by, by the normal standards, no. But because the bar has been lowered so much, they can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the but problem. I think, I think it may do two hundred thousand buys. And is that a success? Not not for fighters at this level. They should be able to pull in more than that. I, I agree. Crawford, but based on Crawford's skill, people should be should be dying to pay for his fights, right? Yeah. He should be a five hundred thousand pay per view fighter. But as much as I love Crawford, he really doesn't do himself justice, and a lot of these guys don't do themselves justice because they don't like to promote themselves, and that's why we get a shout out. As much as we can be critical of some of the things Wilder has said, at least he promotes himself. Same thing with Fury. These guys, love them or hate them, you want to listen to them, and some, some, uh, they have just enough people who want to buy the pay-per-view to see them win and just enough to, to buy the pay-per-view to see them lose. And, you know, when Wilder does talk, and he has been talking over the years, right, on YouTube and all these interviews he's done, he's gotten people's attention. These other guys, they don't, they don't know how to. They don't really want to promote themselves. They're not out there talking a lot, like 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 in the old days. Back in the old days, you asked the fighter who he wanted next, he'd tell you who he wanted next. He didn't tell you to go ask his promoter. He didn't tell you I'm going to go on vacation. I think that you were the one that said this. I'm not sure if you, if, if you were or not. I believe it was you. You, uh, you, you, I think you said one time, well, a fighter, a fighter's been off for a, for a year and then they come back and fight, and then they're talking about going back on vacation again. Yeah, that was me. After, after being, was that you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that was a great point, and I remember that. And um, it's funny, and obviously this isn't, the, this isn't a 9-to-5. We know it takes toll on the body. We know 
um, it's it's a blood sport, right? But uh, we, you know, if you if you have to have them fought in almost, like over a year and a half, and you're talking about going back on vacation, I mean, you just came off vacation, you know. So yeah. just... I, I I think a big part of this pay per view problem with these fighters is they got to go out and promote themselves. They got to talk. They got to go out and be on more shows. Back in the day, you had fighters going on talk shows. You got you got Fox now as an outlet. They you saw how they promoted that second Fury Wilder fight. How they had Fury and they had they had, like they had Wilder and they were they, they had Fury. They were talking about it. And Fury was was making guest appearances on ESPN shows. Wilder was making guest appearances on Fox shows. These guys got to put themselves out there. These guys can do better if they if they want to put in the work, not just put by the training. And I know the training is hard, and I take my hat off to them. But, it, it, you know, being a fighter is, 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 I think you also said this as well, you, you're, you're a brand, and you got to market yourself as a brand. And, be, and being a brand is putting yourself out there and being your own greatest promoter yourself, being your own self-advertiser. 100%. Crawford, Crawford's skills are so great. If only he, he would just put this a a tenth of the effort into promoting himself and, and talking and, and letting people know what he's all about. If you put a 10% effort into that, because when he was on Joe Rogan, he's a, he's a very uh, you know entertaining guy to listen to. He's a very interesting person. So I, I think he should do more things like that. I agree. To be perfectly honest with you. I agree. And I mean, it's not Hollywood. You know, he's not going to be Michael Douglas in his seventies or eighties with a hit show on Netflix. Like, He's got a limited window of opportunity to maximize his earnings and his wealth and to be in the biggest fights possible. And to do that, he's got to embrace the fans. He's got to embrace guys like Kenny and me that salute him when we see him at the Garden uh, before a fight, right? That's right. Absolutely. Joe, That's we got to right. get you on the panel next time, too. I'll come on. I'll come on next time. You want me to? I'd love, I'd love to come on. One hundred percent, absolutely. All right, man. Thank you so much for the I'll call, fam. Appreciate it. I'll catch up with you, brother. I'll be watching. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. That's the only Joe Habib. Check him out every Sunday, six p.m. Eastern, for his show, Ringside Reporter Live. He does that with my brother Eric Lorta. Great show for all of those who. Uh, don't know it? Go check it out. We've got another call coming in, 773 from Chicago, Illinois, the Windy City, home of Twista, one of my favorite rappers when I was growing up. How's it going? The Yoban Night. Thirteen Night. We're good. We're good. We're good over here on this side. How's it going over there? Uh, beautiful day out here in Chicago. Sun's shining, just about to set. Can't complain. Just want to call and talk some boxing. Of course, of course. What are your thoughts? What do you want to talk about? I gotta say, I, I was listening to D Style panel a couple of days ago. I'm not sure, maybe last week it was. Mm -hmm. And you guys were talking about Tyson Fury. Uh, like Tyson Fury pulled out of the fight and this and that. I got to say, you guys weren't keeping that same energy when it came to Teofimo pulling out. Well, I, I was out. I was actually, I've been going at Teofimo kind of strong, to be honest. I think it's inexcusable for a guy that calls himself a world champion to say that he won't fight in Australia. So that that's what I've been saying. Kenny? If you check out last week's show, I definitely called them a few names, including uh, B-A-N. I won't repeat what that was. I called them a whole lot of stuff. Uh, that that's not championship. Uh, that's not champion-like behavior. You fight anybody anywhere in the backyards, and you go get that W, and you go steal their fans too, knock their fighter out in their hometown. That's the way it should be. That's the way it used to be. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that situation, fam? Yeah, it was. I think it was D style. I think he was. Um, he was kind of going hard at Tyson Fury, and he really wasn't keeping that same energy when it comes to TFEMO. I think that's what it was about. Now, I didn't hear, get to hear you guys' thoughts on it, but, yeah, Tiafimo, he's acting like a diva a little bit. He's kind of diva-like. Um, I don't know. I think he should give Lomachenko the rematch, honestly. But as far as the Tyson Fury pulling out of Deontay Wilder, I want to talk about that. I think Go ahead. people are saying he's scared. Fury's scared of Wilder? Come on. He already been in the ring twice with them. 
what he got afraid of. The first fight, he got knocked out twice. He got back up. And the second fight, he stopped him. So I don't know what he'd be scared of. I just think that's ridiculous. I think um, I think it's really plausible that he got COVID because you look at what this NBA situation, there's like a new wave going on. Who Bradley Beal had to pull out the Olympics because he got COVID. Um, you're seeing people pull out left and right because of COVID. So I just I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he actually got COVID. You think that? Well, look, I've been saying it. I don't think that he's afraid of anybody. Uh, he's clearly demonstrated that. This is a guy who, you know, was in the terrible physical condition, at least, uh, you know, what it looked like uh, the first time he fought Deontay Wilder at the Staples Center. However, I do lay some of the blame on his shoulders. Uh, he clearly was out and about without a mask on. He was engaged in irresponsible behavior in that regard and you know uh the fact that the fight isn't taking place is because he and members of his team caught covid so i don't i don't believe he's afraid no but i do think he's at least partially to blame for the fact that the fight isn't taking place and i was disappointed in that because uh july the 24th was a date that i was really looking forward to in terms of that heavyweight fight taking place between deontay wilder and tyson fury Kenny? Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I have nothing to add on to that. It's definitely his fault. He should have been wearing masks everywhere. Again, he was, uh, uh, as I hear, only half vaccinated. According to top-ranked ESPN, he was vaccinated. I don't really care whether he was vaccinated or not. The vaccine does not protect anybody from COVID. It just lowers the chances, and he should have been wearing the masks everywhere that he was going or doing what Manny Pacquiao was doing in his training, having the barricades that keeps everybody six-plus feet apart and away from him. Yeah, he had to bubble boy that shit. But caller, we have another caller trying to get in. I uh, thank you for your call. What's your name again, bro? Hold on, hold on. Tyson Fury catching COVID. You act like this is some um, hundred percent preventable thing. You could just grab a door handle, wipe your nose. Next thing you know, you got COVID. You no, actually, actually, all. actually, it's not you true. It's, mask, it's very, you it's wear very. A mask, you won't catch COVID. It's very That's difficult. Crazy. It's very difficult to transfer COVID on surfaces. But like we said, we both think that he was responsible for getting it in the fact that he wasn't wearing a mask. And look, there are breakouts of COVID at the Olympics right now. There were breakouts at COVID during the NBA playoffs. People catch COVID. Uh, all I'm saying is that he clearly wasn't doing everything that he needed to be doing uh, to protect himself. So, you know, I'm. but I, we're all on the same page. None of us think he's afraid. But what's your name again, caller? It's My name's Kevin. I just don't Kevin. see how you can place blame on catching COVID. It's just it's just too much. It's not enough. Um, Responsibility-wise, it's a disease, man. You talk about a virus that so many people are catching. Let me it's let me look, let me put it to you. Let me put it to you this way: If you have sex and you don't wear a condom and you catch a STI, sexually transmitted infection. Yeah, you caught the infection, but you still didn't wear a condom and you caught it. You know, you could have worn a condom and prevented it from happening. That's how I look at this situation. Just explain it in a different way. But we got a, another caller coming in, brother. But please do call again. We thank you for calling in and for getting your views Tell on the matter. Caller, I'm going to take a shit on him. Woo! All right. <laughs> you take care. Have a good night in Chicago. Brian, you were trying to get in, so let me let me try to get you in real quick. Um, let's see if we can make that happen. Or you could just call back in and make it easier for me, um, and we can do it that way. Let me bring in D-Style over here real quick while I do that. Brian, uh, wait a moment, please. I'm going to call you in right now so you can share What's your What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We're good, D-Star. How's it going on this Monday night, fam? Hey, man. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling like a villain. Look at that beautiful 50 right there. You know what I mean? Oh, but do we have 50 likes, though? That's what I want to know. We got, hit the like button. All right? Make sure you j throw a jab at the like button, then the straight cross to the subscribe, and then that uppercut on the bell that we can get all notifications. You know what I mean? Make sure you guys do that. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get Brees, let's get uh, Brian in, uh, D-Sal, and I'm going to go right to you. Brian, you're live on Mano a Mano. You're with 
the HCP Capitan D style, Kenny T and Maestro for Mano a Mano. How's it going? What's good with y'all, man? We're good, bro. Just tuned, just tuned in. Just tuned in like fifteen minutes ago. You know, after I got off work, you know, having a nice little discussion. I see about uh, you know, the the, the destruction of uh, you know, really this, really what what this is. This is the eve of Porter's destruction, man. And it's possible retirement from boxing because that's what Terrence Crawford about to give him. You know, about to give him the biggest slack that has ever happened in his whole entire career, man. I agree. Sound like the Undertaker yep. right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so hey, give, give us your breakdown hey, you know, real quick. Give us your breakdown. Man, look, Crawford's going to come in with that football. I'm going to burrow through, do the same thing he's trying to do with uh, what's his name. Errol Spence, and it's not going to work. Crawford already got like a four or five inch reach. He's going to jab his face off. He's going to go He's gonna go downstairs. That's if he stays in South Park. If he stays in South Park, I'm going to go past the All right. Um, but if, if, if he stays in South Park, he does what he normally does. Goes to the body, keeps that jab in his face, makes that man miss. Counter punch him a little bit, and then pour it on him. You know, like in the fifth or sixth round, like he normally does. You know, he's, it's it's gonna be a short night for Porter, man. Porter's gonna get gonna get eaten alive. You know, and then you know, Terrence Crawford. He may not have a whole bunch of knock, knockouts and whatnot, but in a similar fashion like Canelo, he don't have a whole bunch of knockouts compared to other guys. But they know how to finish cats, right? Terrence Crawford is one of the best finishers in boxing. He's going to close the show on this dude. Bamboo Pound. And then after, after the fight, guess what's going to be announced by Team uh, Spence? Oh, we're going to make a move to 154. I'm going to vacate all my belts. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to go down. Brian, you're, I mean, <laughs> you're playing chess. You're playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, look, I'm just, look, I'm just not, look, man. Just the fact that Terrence Crawford got he got to go to PBC to go find to fight Porter just to get to Errol Spence is weak to me, and that's just, that's just what I'm seeing. That's what I'm, that's just from my lens, you know. It, it's look it good good thing that this fight and, and like uh, Joe was saying, this fight's not pay per view material, but I guess you know of course. You know, according, you know, based off of the lackluster pay-per-views that we've seen with the Barrios and Tank Davis uh, garbage. Well, it wasn't a garbage fight, but, you know, just keep it 100. I know what you mean, fam. I I watched both uh, fights between Vernon Forrest and Sugar Shea Mosley. These were unification welterweight fights. Those weren't on (laughs) pay-per-view. I watched Mayorga take on Forrest twice. Again, uh, unified welterweight championship fights, those were not on pay-per-view. You know, I watched Teofimo Lopez Lomachenko. That wasn't on pay-per-view. I watched Josh Taylor take on Ramirez, not Mamimes, Ramirez. Uh, that wasn't on pay-per-view. So it's a little Ooh. bit difficult for me to want to fork over the 80 to $85, which is why I'm holding on to hope that Eddie Hearn swoops in like Superman with the British accent. You know, and and um, puts in that purse purse bid money and gets this fight on the zone. That's what I'm hoping for. But eighty dollars yeah. for a paper man, come on! It used to be forty nine ninety nine back in the day. What the? Come on, man! It's, that's not inflation. That's greed, man. Yeah, the lady lady Chan telling me to let it go. We spoke about this already. Yeah, look, uh, what can I say? The viewers of the Boxing Voice seem to love to pay pay per view money. You know. Because they relate whether something's on pay-per-view to how much uh, uh, worth, worth a fighter is and how good a guy is. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm these guys, Lennox Lewis, my favorite fighter of all time. I watched him fight Vitaly Klitschko on HBO. That shit wasn't on pay-per-view. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, but Brian, we got to get going. But thank you for the call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely call in next time. I know you're at work, but I'll always keep a slot open for you. All right, uh you got you got the bat line. 
right the direct line. So do call in next time. Not an issue, man. You guys, you guys have a good one. And, you right. know, hey, y'all tune in to HCP. Absolutely. HCP's coming up right next after this. It is obviously HCP is war. HCP is war. That is HCP uncensored is coming up next. These are the Monday Night Wars. This is the Attitude Era, the Invasion Era of YouTube uh, boxing community. D style. Uh, I yeah, want to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's too strong. D style. No, what what I wanted. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna jump into these topics on on HCP uncensored. I wanted to get your your views on the, on a couple debates that I've had the past few days. Number one. Is Joe Joyce elite, yes or no? No. Number two, is Danny Garcia a gatekeeper, yes or no? He's not my definition of a gatekeeper, and I'm wording it like that on purpose because gatekeeper is on the eye of the beholder, brother. Uh, like, we could, like, two, I could be seeing him kind of where Ring IQ sees him. Yeah. He just has a different definition for it. Gatekeeper, yes or no, Kenny, Danny Garcia? Uh, I'm gonna go with yes because if somebody beats them, they get a chance at fighting somebody great. I, I, I that's kind of what I'm going with right now. Plus, he doesn't have a title, so you know, uh, Joe Joyce Elite, yes or no? Not yet. Uh, D South, Jarek Chisora, Journeyman, yes or no? Upper echelon, Journeyman. Good answer. I agree with that one, Kenny. What about you? Definitely Journeyman. And lastly, Porter Crawford, is that a pay-per-view fight? Yes or no? No. I agree, man. What's the thing? Here's my butt, though. Here's my butt. Yeah. What I was going to say, um, let, let's put ourselves in two different scenarios. In one scenario, Crawford never fights any of these PPC guys, never fights anybody, ends up retiring, never really fighting anybody a note. Or... We have to fork out 80 bucks, but he's going to fight a PPC guy, someone that, that we want to see him in the ring so we could use that kind of ruler to see where it stands with the with the upper echelon, you know, welterweights in the world today. I'm going to take the alternative, right? I, I, I'd rather pay than never see him fight any of these guys. If that's what it takes, it's not that I want it to be a pay-per-view, but if that's what it takes and that's a scenario that makes it possible, then I'm in. Well, well, one, one last thing before we go. I need us to hear you say, he's too strong. Like, <laughs> oh, but, 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 but these styles, because he's too strong. He's so big and strong. He's going to come at him. And what is he going to do when he when he bum rushes him? D style. Like, I don't know. He's going to punch him in the face. That's what he's going to do. Okay. Like, what, what else is he going to do? Right? Hey, but guys, HCP is war. I'll post a link once again in the chat. The link's right there. You guys can go ahead and join the party. HCP Monday Night Uncensored. And tomorrow, the podcast on my channel. Uh, I'll see you guys over there. The party's over there. You know what I mean? The party doesn't stop. We're not going to those party vans. You know, like party buses. We just don't stop. You know, we just take the party somewhere else. You know what I mean? Keep it going. Keep it going. Vamos a seguir allá con el G Funky en su canal. Let's go. Let's That's do it. it. Monday. We're going to keep it going. That's it for now, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We'll see you on ATP Uncensored. And we'll see you right here next week for more Mano a Mano Live. Thank you so much. Your head, stupid niggas, go fuck with them chicks. Yeah. I'm the third little piggy, I'ma fuck with them bricks. Right. Better yet, the bakery, I got pies and cakes. Take. Nigga, think doubling is turning five to eight. I turn eight to twenty, twenty to a hundred, hundred to a thousand, that to a hundred thousand. In front of house, close them all down, dog, no one's allowed. I'm copping everything, I'm done with browsing. It's the top dog, glockpalm.com. Get your shit, rock more, like I seen rock more. Rock and I'm extra scary. CEOs or the front and ain't necessary Why? I fuck your secretary Offer information, it ain't necessary They in love like the 14th of February Play them like April 1st right before I slide off It could be March 2nd, sound like July 4th Halloween or Memorial Day At your memorial, be one year from today All y'all think it's peace and peachy I leave you BCPC on my bitches rock Christian Dior, BCBG Round phone niggas get the heebie-jeebies Hungry hoes say killer, feed me, feed me Calm down, ma, easy, easy, easy. Talk crazy, please me, 
get my man Wheezy Still rockin' Leesies The squeeze will please me He ain't no cheese but measly Not Doggy's Angels Killer, please believe me You now all the way uh. from the R.O.C. Niggas wanna despise the team Rockefeller, fella, fella.